Richard Abear on the tenor sax there as he joins us from Abear's Garden Center. How you doing, sir? Good morning, Jeff. Happy to have you with us today, and you you managed to find some color in I, all I this did. weather. I did, even even though it's getting cold, right? And uh, but really, the color I got here is the ones that like this kind of weather. So uh, we kind of need that those temperatures to drop a little bit. And um, you know, I know you don't like it, but uh, I love it. And um, I just, I just, I want it to be cold, and it's supposed to be cold. And I don't want extreme cold, but this is, this is nice. Today is very nice. We've got uh, temperatures that are going to be near freezing overnight. Uh, concerns there? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, there's concerns for certain things, but, but like we talked about last week, you know, a lot of people are coming in and they want to cover the pansies and the snaps and the petunias, all the bedding plants that they may have just planted. Uh, that's going to be fine. Uh, so there's no reason to cover any of that. I mean, we can get down to 28, 27, 26, and that's all going to be fine. Now, uh, if it needs to be watered, especially if it's in a container, that's really important that you water this stuff in the sooner the better. You don't want to wait till the end of the day to water it in, but if you have to, it's better to do it than not. But if you can water it now, uh, you know, or within the next few hours, that helps it. That plant will pick up that moisture. That it somewhat insulates the the cell structure of the plant, and so that that's important. Um, but in terms of covering those type of plants, not an issue. However, and I'm just talking about things that that uh, maybe people have just purchased interior plants, such as peace lilies and chefaleras and interior plants that you may have outside. Uh, uh, you need to get those uh, protected. But even even that, if you can kind of get it against the house, away from the north wind, it's just not going to stay that cold for that long for it to be an issue um and so you know and, and uh you know people talk about you know it's going to freeze oranges or citrus the, the fruit itself it, it's going to have to stay below freezing for a long time to start to affect the fruit as a matter of fact the fruit actually will actually probably taste better with this these mild temperatures and uh and so that's that's part of the issue i heard satsumas are uh, very sweet it's it's uh, you know i, I, I tasted uh, a couple of weeks ago someone brought some to me and uh, it was the sweetest i've ever had in my life and uh, and that's directly due to the amount of moisture we've had and and it and the somewhat milder temperatures but really a lot to do with the the lack of moisture and the sugarcane farmers are seeing that too the sucrose count is very very high uh for the same reasons and uh, and obviously you reach a point where you need some rain and that's true, but just in terms of the taste of the uh, the citrus, it was really something. I mean, and this was a satsuma, which is usually very sweet, but this was above and beyond that. And uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of the benefit of having a dry fall and mild temperature. And I'm not sure if this person was correct in the way they suggested, uh, because would, would the fruit soak up the water and sort of dilute its flavor? That, that's exactly right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and same thing with sugarcane. And uh, so it, it pretty much... Uh, yeah, it it, uh, it it dilutes the uh, the concentration of the sugar, and so it makes it not as sweet. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I did bring in a few things, but I want to talk about you know freeze cloth. You know, we have different different grades of freeze cloth, and and so you just I always tell people if you can if you if you if you're going to go through the trouble of covering, it's always best to cover to the ground. So you want to, you don't want to buy a piece of cloth and say, well, I'm just going to tie it to the top. I, I guess it's better than nothing. It kind of depends on what it is. But the bottom line is if you're going to go do that, try to get it to the ground. 
if it's a small plant and you want to take a, 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 a plastic bag that you get in the grocery store and cover something small, that's fine. However, when it comes to plastics, uh, plastics will retain heat. And so if you cover it with plastic, remember it's, it's the greenhouse effect. If it's like an automobile, you have your windows up, right, and the sun's coming through, that car will heat up very, very rapidly. And the same thing in these bags, uh, anything plastic. If it's clear, it'll heat up faster. But anything plastic uh, allows for absolutely no ventilation, and therefore you have to put it on late in the evening when the least amount of sun is available. So generally at this point, I think if you did it, you know, 4 and beyond by 5, 5.30, it's dark. So four and beyond, and then in the morning you take it off, you know, around seven, eight o'clock, depending on the temperature. So you want to get it, get it on late, get it off. The, the freeze cloth allows you to cover the stuff in the middle of the day and leave it on for, you know, for the duration of the cold front, which might be two or three days. You could leave it covered, not an issue. So whereas the plastics would be on and off, on and off. So that's kind of the do's and don'ts of that. Um, you know, many, many plants are lost because of, they cover it with plastic, and it's not the it's not the cold that gets them; it's the fact that they stay covered, and the heat just builds up so rapidly, and it's a problem. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then you also, you know, I just bought this. This is just little hook, little pins that you can pin into the ground, so it kind of helps control it. You don't want to cover something. You remember when it comes to north wind, Jeff. I mean, north wind is very, very strong, and so these gusts will just pick up anything and 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 flip it off. So you got to make sure it's secured to the ground, uh, if possible. So I bought, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jeff, I, uh, I did some taste tests uh, in the, uh, and I just want you to try this. You got to try it, Jeff. You got just take it. It's a green leaf, man. And uh, you got you got to chew it, Jeff. <laughs> it's actually it's it's arugula. I know many of the listeners know arugula. It's going to have a strong flavor, different flavor. It took a while, but it, it eventually showed itself. It, it kicks in, right? So you just you can imagine you just spread a few of these in a salad. It makes a, a, a difference. And I, have, so, I have I've tasted this before. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. you have. Absolutely, I'm sure you have. I mean, and, uh, maybe yesterday in my sandwich too. There you go. It adds and some it, leafy greens. That's right. And so arugula is a, is, a, is it's, you know all the herbs are getting more and more popular. Uh, because, uh, you know, really, I, 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 I'm telling us the cooking shows a lot and availability, you know, much more available in the grocery stores today than there was 20 years ago. But anyway, that's that's a good one that they use, as well as different types of mustards and, uh, you know, obviously many different uh, uh, flavors of different kind of herbs. This plant I brought in here, this is uh, this is I'm showing Jeff here. It's called Casia. And the reason I brought this one is blooming all over town right now. So this is a small tree or a big bush. It'll get about six, eight feet tall, mm. and it makes these beautiful yellow showy flowers. And uh, the leaves, I don't know how to describe it. I, I always want to say it, 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 it kind of reminds me of a mimosa-type leaf. Uh, and uh, so it has a different leaf structure as opposed to maybe some ordinarily, ordinary bushes that we see. But it also has a, uh, these beautiful flowers that come in the fall, which many times you don't have a lot of fall color. They're very, very showy around town right now, and they do extraordinarily, uh, extraordinarily well. The, uh, uh, the, it can, they can be affected by cold, but it's going to have to be severe cold. I'm talking about uh, you know, mid to lower 20s. And so normally they do well. Many times you'll see people take these, and they get them, again, about six to eight feet tall, and they'll actually make it, they'll prune it up, and to make it look like a little tree. 
and uh, and that's how I like them the best. But again, as a shrub, they're also very very pretty. But when you when you prune them up as a tree, they'll kind of look good when they're not blooming also. And uh, um, uh, they're technically evergreen. Uh, but again, just if you wanted something different, unique, uh, and you see them around town, this is called uh, Casia, and they do very very well. Do they just flower this time of year, or just this time of year? Okay. Yeah. And uh, which is true, but, but, many but still, plants. that's nice because you can get color in a lot of different ways in the summertime. Exactly, They're nice to have those options. You know, you always have that spring and summer color, and uh, but it's not quite as much as in, in the fall. And this is the other one that's starting to bloom. We'll talk a little bit more about these uh, later. But these are the the uh, little dwarf camellias that are starting to bloom around Love town. Love those. And uh, again, this is one that gives you color in the winter time, which is usually many times it's a hard time to get color. And uh, and so remember, we have the old camellias that, uh, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago was very common. Uh, the, but the, those were much bigger flowers. This is called a Sasanqua camellia. And uh, it's a smaller leaf. And it makes a smaller flower, but it makes a lot of flowers. And those are really starting to bud up heavy right now. And depending on varieties, some are blooming now. and But most of them will really start to bloom heavy December, January. And, uh, and then you have some later bloomers. Uh, in the true camellia families that'll bloom February and March. I, I always like those. Uh, when I first saw them, I said, it's like the petals have petals. That's true. You know, I mean, That's just the, the, the buildup of it. I, yeah. I just love those. Yeah. And uh, and, the, and the true camellia is, it was, is, a, is an old flower, and uh, uh, but it's much, much bigger. It might have a uh, eight, ten-inch diameter flower. And uh, and those were used as cut flowers. I'll put them in little bowls on the uh, dining room table and and. And some some have uh, a lot of fragrance. Switching to some uh, color items here, and this one right here is uh, what is called ornamental cabbage. And I wanted to bring this one out because this one, Jeff, you're looking at it. It looks like cabbage leaves, right? Similar, yeah. And uh, it has a purple purple leaves to it. And the and this color will actually get stronger and stronger as the uh, temperatures drop and as the season continues on until it's going to be really all the whole thing will get a good 12 to 18 inches in diameter with these purple leaves. The reason I bring this now is because we'll start to see a lot of people come in for them in February and March because they see them all over that have now reached their mature size and they love them. But it's really getting too late to plant them. So if you recognize these plants and maybe you've looked for them in the spring, uh, what you want to do is these, these are the ones that you want to plant now. And they come in different color and different leaf tops kinds. There's the ornamental cabbage, which has a cabbage leaf, and there's ornamental kale, which has more of a crinkly leaf. And they basically come in leaves that'll that'll be purple, some will be pink or or red, and some will be white. I mean, white is a as a as a uh, as the linen uh, on the on the bed. I mean, really white. And so you can actually do multiple colors or solid colors, or some people will tear, you know, the red, white, and purple. And it just really makes a very unique plant. doesn't flower. Uh, 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 so it's really grown for the leaf themselves. And, again, you space these 12 inches apart because of the diameter of the, of the leaves will actually end up getting that big. And they can take, <clears throat> you know, the good news about this is that they can take the cold, so you don't have to protect it. And uh, really not give you much of a problem. You know, I tell people it's not like, you know, if it was a, a cabbage that maybe you were eating, you don't want to protect the leaves. You wouldn't want the worms, worms to get in and have a bunch of uh, leaves with holes in it. Well, in this case, yeah, worms may get their share, but 
uh, in terms of the look of it, it's really not going to matter. And so it's really a very, very low maintenance and uh, not a problem. More sun you get, the better. Uh, uh, and that's true with most of the uh, the winter flowers. So that'll get uh, how big? About 12, 12, 18 inches in diameter. Once it's uh, full maturity, uh, how long does it last? This will last till temperatures start to get really hot, which is generally Mayish. Oh, okay. So depending on, uh, and that's true with most of these winter flowers. You know, we see so many customers come in and say, you know, will this last me through Christmas? And so the good news is, most of the, the plants that you're planting now uh, will go through Mayish, mm. some longer. Yeah. And uh, but so it'll give you all that winter color, and so you're not rushing in the spring to to plant. Uh, it'll give you some options. Nice. Then this these two I brought in, uh, Jeff is pansies. Okay, and that's a very common plant, and uh, pansies are are very known for their uh, uh, striking strong colors. And these are this one's kind of a purple and a yellow. I guess to kind of simplify uh, the talk is the most common pansy or the oldest pansy was the uh, pansies with the little uh, black face to them or black dots in the middle and most people call it the face and that's still the most popular ones and uh, they come some come in the, uh, 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 the the bigger old pansies which are very pretty and then the other one I have shown here it doesn't have the little the the, uh, the face in it uh, which some people prefer one of it it doesn't matter I, I want to say the biggest difference between I'd say the pansies themselves is that some have smaller flowers, such as the violas, which I'm bringing out here, which is a small flower. And uh, uh, I find that the dew in the morning, the, a normal pansy with the, big, with the big petals, big flowers, have a tendency to lay down in the mornings and not come up to maybe 10 or 11 o'clock and become, become showy again. Whereas the lighter, smaller flowers uh, have a tendency to stay up. And so they will actually... Uh, you know, look good early, look good late. When it rains, it doesn't take them, you know, they're already standing up. So there is a benefit to maybe a smaller flower and uh, and very, very, very showy. The good news about uh, the pansies and the violas is that they will take as much cold as we'll ever get, and that's including the flower itself. In other words, a flower can freeze solid, and it's amazing, Jeff. The You know, the uh, the ice melts off of the flower, and that flower is still the same, which always blows me away. You would, it looks so delicate and tender. That's what exactly. And uh, But in reality is the only thing that affects this is the heat. Uh, and so can't take the heat. Can't take the heat. But, but, and I'm talking about consistent heat. Yeah. So it's going to have to start to get into the uh, upper 80s consistently, which hopefully doesn't happen until end of April and May, and they'll do very well. Again, these will uh, tolerate some shade, uh, but uh, you know, kind of, you know, you don't want to put it in dense, dense shade because they really won't last that long and perform that well. But uh, sun it loves and actually will do really, really good. One of the few plants that actually will take shade and bloom extremely well in the wintertime. This one is called cyclamen. And uh, it has, I mean, this is very stark in terms of the color of the flower. And the leaf is actually very, very, kind of looks like in a way a geranium leaf. Maybe a little bit smaller, but has that, has that certain uh, variegation within the leaf. And uh, uh, this is what I'm showing Jeff here is a red one. But they come in pink and they come in white. 
uh, again, it's one of the few that can actually take a good amount of shade. You know, most of, you know, in the springtime, we got a lot of options, Jeff. We have options of impatience and caladiums. And, and so a, a lot of ways that you can get color in a shady situation. You don't have that in the winter. And that's mainly due because the day length is so short is that uh, you just don't get enough hours in the day as it is. And if it's in the shade, you're just not getting enough. But cyclamen is a good choice. It can take the cold. Not a problem. The biggest issue we have with cyclamen, you want to make sure that uh, it, it's, uh, it, drains, it drains well. And uh, so that because uh, um, sometimes they'll get root rot if it stays really too wet, especially if it's really cold and wet. But if it's, if it's a normal bed, you, can put them in, you don't have to put them in containers, or they do well in containers. But if it's a normal raised bed that drains well, uh, they should do really, really well. And these will last till about middle and end of April. And uh, and perform extraordinarily well, and 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 people like them a lot. And then the last one I got here is Lobelia, and this is just a small flower. And you know, again, because most Jeff, I would say seventy-five percent of the people who plant uh, will, you know, of that percentage, or one hundred percent that will plant, seventy-five percent is done in the spring, and the other twenty-five percent is done in the fall. Where fall is really one of the easier times to do it. Just, I just think people don't get motivated enough. There's not enough window. You, you're stressed for the, the holidays coming up. And, uh, and, and, but, but it's a great time to plan. And this is one that people will see in the spring, and they'll come in looking for it. And it's okay if you plant it early spring, like February, early March. It'll do well for you. But if you plant it in the fall, because it loves the cool temperatures, it will bloom all winter long, well into the spring until it gets really, really hot. And it's one that's not seen. You can grow it in containers as well as uh, in the ground. It doesn't get tall. Lobelia, what I'm showing Jeff here is kind of a, a purplish, but they come in pink. They come in, in white. And they get about 12 inches tall. Uh, many people will use these uh, in containers as well as all of these plants can be used uh, within, a, within a container and, and really not cause any problems at all. And, uh, but you can use it as an assortment of different plants. But, again, 12 inches tall. A unique color in terms of this one is a, uh, a vibrant uh, purple. So, uh, but, but they also have different colors. And, again, uh, cool seasons is a non-issue. And you space these about 12 inches apart. And, again, you can use the containers as fillers, in which case you're just filling it up. If you plant something like that, uh, which is in a, what, four-inch pot there? Right. You plant that 12 inches apart, does it eventually come together? Yeah. Okay. So wow. it, it, it'll fill in maybe eight inches, and it'll fill in that really, really well. In certain situations, these these are many times used as either as a border plant, where you plant them like you just said, you know, let's say 10 inches apart, or you use it as an accent. You may, may, clump, may put a clump of three within a bed and then plant snaps in a clump of three. Uh, as an accent or within a container as an accent where you just may just use one depending on the size of the container but it just kind of gives you a different flower size a different flower shape as well as the the leaf structure itself it's kind of more of like a needle looking leaf i guess uh and uh small and uh just just unique and different you don't see a lot of them and many times people just want something that's going to be different and 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 that works really well People are still planting vegetables, Jeff, which is which we're okay. You know, if you plant vegetables now in terms of seeds, it's going to take longer for them to come up because the temperatures are cooler, but you still got time. Uh, they'll, they'll plant through the, the cool stuff through uh, the end of January. And then we're getting ready, believe it or not, for Christmas trees and poinsettias. It's here. So uh, we're supposed to be getting them in this weekend, and 
We'll start next week. One of my poinsettias just lost its bracts, last brack from, mm-hmm. I think the bracts started turning red again in March or April, and they they hung for a long time, and just recently the last one. So the last one, color back. So I'll be interested to see when it blooms this spring. I mean, normally they would probably bloom end of January or February. But since it held on so long, I wonder what's going to happen. So yeah. you've got a good scientific experiment. I'd like to know the answer. Yeah. So. It doesn't Take get care. a ton of light. It gets some good morning light, uh, but then it, it very little direct afternoon. So, yeah, that's uh, good. That sounds yeah. right. That yeah. sounds good. Any, anything else? I think that's it, Jeff. I just want to wish everybody a great Thanksgiving. And, um, and um, holidays are on us now. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll look forward to it any Special holiday hours over there? No, we'll start. Uh, everything is going to remain the same. Then after Thanksgiving, we're going to go seven days a week. And so, uh, you know, just stop push time. All right. Richard, always a pleasure. Thank you, Jeff.